Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker's here with me, and we are back with another Monday morning episode. Chris, start us off in the normal Monday morning fashion by giving us the weather headed into the week. In Los Angeles, California, it is partly cloudy, 68. In Houston, Texas, it is mostly sunny, of high of 84 degrees. And in Chicago, Illinois, it is raining with a high of 57. And in New York City, it is partly cloudy, 60. I tell you what, it's just nice to get some nice weather uh, after the weekend that we had. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it was it, a it wet got ugly. weekend. It got ugly. But, um, here's a question for you, Nick. Okay, I like questions. Sometimes. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get annoyed by your co-workers? <laughs> well... <laughs> Let's see. You're my coworker, so tread carefully. <laughs> you know, probably now and again. Oh, I feel so special. Well, mm. like I don't annoy you. Oh, not at all. <laughs> so, a new survey says that ninety percent of Americans have a coworker who annoys them. Not surprising. No. I'd say this makes complete sense, to be honest. You know, a lot of people work in places where they do have a lot of co-workers. So you gotta imagine there's going to be one that's just gonna get on your nerves. Well, so here's some of the key findings from the study. 68% of Americans have confronted a co-worker about being annoying. Oh, jeez. 60% of respondents claim entry and mid-level co-workers are the most annoying. Huh. And 48% find their co-workers less annoying in a remote setting. That one I can explain because they're in a remote setting. You're in a Zoom meeting. You just end that. Yeah, I'm surprised that one's not higher. Like, (laughs) but the one that the number that surprises me, I'd say even more than that is the the fact that 68% of people have confronted a coworker about being annoying. That's more than I would have thought. Well, so then it asks, how many of your uh, co-workers are annoying? Mm-hmm. Six to nine of them is 8% of people polled. Okay. One to five is 80%. Mm-hmm. Ten or more is 4%. And wow. none is 8%. Wow. 80% is... Wow. I could probably think of five people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even thinking back to the you know to jobs I've had before, I could come up with five people that annoyed me. Um, and then, how often do you get annoyed by that coworker? Right. A few times a week, thirty-one percent. Every day, eighteen percent. A few times <laughs> a month, seventeen percent. Once a week, seventeen percent. Once a month, seven percent. A few times a year or less, and then never 4%. Hmm. Um, I can almost fall into the category of every day with some people, but more likely a few times a week. Yeah, that few times a week I feel like is the sweet spot, because you know, you got to imagine you're not going to be annoyed by seven by someone every single day, necessarily. That, that few times a week kind of just makes sense, because you're going to have days where you probably don't run into the person, or where you, know, you just don't have to deal with them as much or you're just in a better mood so 
And so this I can agree with 100% with everything on the list. What type of behavior are most annoying in a coworker? 48% mm -hmm. say interrupting. Yep. 47% say taking credit for someone else's work. Oh, yeah. 45% say oversharing. <laughs> yeah. 42% say not doing their work. Mm. And 41% say arrogance. Yeah, all of those things I would have to check off. <laughs> mm -hmm. And have you ever confronted a coworker about being annoying? Like I said, 68% said yes, 32% said no. And then the most annoying workplace conversation. Do you have any guesses what it would be? Not, not a one. Oh, I knew. You know what? I was going back and forth between two of them. And both of them are on the list. Number one, 48% politics. Ooh. A very close tie, COVID-19 at 46%. Those were yeah. my two guesses, politics and COVID. Yeah, and, those get touchy. And then 36% say money. Another 36% says religion and relationships at 28%. I'm almost surprised the relationship one isn't higher. Um... But, yeah, politics, COVID-19, those being the top two, that makes sense in my book. Those are two very touchy subjects uh, for a lot of people. So, and then, and then it talks about remote work. Do you find your coworker more or less annoying in a remote setting? 48% say less annoying. 39% say more annoying. And 13% say no difference. Huh. That's interesting to me. And then they ask the question, what types of behaviors are most annoying in a remote colleague? Mm -hmm. And you know what? One of them is actually interesting because you and me were having a conversation about this the other day. Oh. Number one, 48% slow response to emails or oh. instant messages. <laughs> yep. Yep. Instant exactly. messages annoy the hell out of me. Not responding to an email. Mm. That hurts. Um, that hurts me. 47% say background noises during video or phone calls. You know what? Uh, I hate Okay. I hate when I'm on the phone with a customer service rep or something like that, and you can hear their TV blaring or their children right. screaming or the vacuum cleaner. You know, but I it's, digress. One those, it's one of those things that's just going to put you right on edge immediately. Yep. Um, I'm definitely and then 43% say eating on camera. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, muting and unmuting at inappropriate times, 40%. <laughs> and then okay, this actually... I get, but the muting part, how do you mute at an inappropriate time? When you're supposed to be talking and you don't unmute. Yeah, I mean, I suppose so, but then you'd think you're already muted. That's at 40%. And then sending messages out of work hours, 39%. Huh. Wow. And then lightning. <laughs> yeah, and then a little kind of caveat to that is 56% say not having a professional background for video calls is unprofessional. Hmm. And which of the following have you done to your remote colleagues? Had <clears throat> background noises during video or phone calls, 42% say yes. Texted during video calls, 40%. Sent messages outside of work hours, 38%. 
Responded slowly to emails or instant messages, 37%, and eating on camera, 35%. Hmm. The background one, uh, the unprofessional background, is one that's interesting to me. Because, to me, it depends on how, like, unprofessional we're talking here. You know, like... Because I feel like some people can't really help that to an extent. But that only goes so far. Yeah, that's true. And, like, for myself, I have... Um, like a kind of like an accent wall behind me that's all you see, which that was done by my choice because I didn't want people seeing my crap. But anyways, like fi- this I've... one I found a little shocking. Fifty-seven okay. percent have considered quitting their job oh. because of an annoying employee. Oh, wow, that's a high number. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, okay. You know, when I think of annoying coworkers, it's just one of those things to me where it's like, okay, if you have to work with them, you have to work with them. They probably, you know, they're not going to annoy you every day, most likely. Um, so it's, it's, it's fine. To quit. Yeah, I, you know, it depends on the level of annoyance. I mean, I, I suppose, I suppose... Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah, it's above my pay grade. I don't know. That's too much to think about in this span of time. But, um, there's your annoyance and anger at your employees and your uh, colleagues. It's just one of the, you know, this is one that's probably going to stick with me for a while, even after this recording, that I'm just going to continue to think about. You know, I feel like that's going to stick with a lot of people because it's kind of like things that we've all done before. Yeah. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. And you're like, oh, I wonder how many people I've annoyed with that. But anyways, we have some news to get into. The House and Senate are now on a two-week recess, and before they left, they passed some big legislation, but they also had more legislation to pass that they left on the table. Before they left, they passed the Permanent Trade Relations Bill banning Russia from the total trade relations with the United States, along with Belarus. This means Russia imports will have a much higher tariffs, and the Senate vote was unanimous, and the House vote was very similar with a total vote of 413 to 9. They also passed a bill to ban Russia energy imports that was previously announced, and you may remember a few weeks ago when we said we only rely on a small amount of energy from Russia, and that bill was really a more symbolic one. The Senate also confirmed Katanji Brown-Jackson as the next Supreme Court Justice, as we reported on Friday morning. There are still some bills in limbo. The big one is the money to fund the effort to combat COVID-19. We talked about that last week as well. Since we last discussed it, in the Senate, negotiators came to a $10 billion agreement in order to get a bill passed, but talks stalled when Republicans wanted to add an amendment extending Title 42. There are now House members and other Democrats that want to make sure Title 42 stays in place. It is unclear if that deal has been ironed out. The House also passed a $55 billion COVID-19 relief bill for bars, restaurants, and small businesses. The Senate version of the bill has a lot of significant differences, and it is unclear if they will come to an agreement. 
late last week, there was some news about the vaccine mandates. The president's COVID vaccine mandate for federal employees has been upheld by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. The White House has not officially made a statement on the ruling, but reportedly told federal agencies there are still some procedural things that need to happen before the mandate can be reinstated. Before all federal employees under the jurisdiction of the executive branch. In late January, a federal judge blocked the vaccine mandate in Texas for federal workers nationwide. But then the Fifth Circuit released their ruling last week saying that the federal judge from Texas did not have jurisdiction in this case. And those challenging the rule could have pursued other avenues rather than improperly bringing it to the court. We are only talking about a real small percentage of employees who have not complied with the original order. Back in December, the White House released a chart showing 93% of federal workers, including civilian and military, have at least one vaccination, and 98% have either been vaccinated or is seeking religious exemption. The president said unvaccinated federal workers are subject to discipline. That may include firing, but it is unclear when those measures may be put into place. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi tested positive for COVID-19 last week, and this comes less than 24 hours after standing behind President Biden for a bill signing, and then 24 hours before that, the House Speaker gave the President a kiss on the cheek. But the White House is calling that not close contact, and this is what White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki had to say. Their definition of it is 15 minutes of, co- of contact within a set period of time uh, and within six feet. Uh, it did not meet that bar. Pelosi, who is quarantined with no symptoms, is one of the latest in the growing number of people close to President Biden who have contracted COVID, including his sister Valerie Biden, Attorney General Merrick Garland, Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo, and Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack, who just tested positive on Saturday, all of whom attended a Washington dinner the weekend prior. Vice President Harris's communication director, Jamal Simmons, also tested positive after going to an event. President Biden received his second booster shot last week and Thursday night tested negative for COVID-19. The BA2 variant is sweeping through the nation's capital. Cases in D.C. spiked 56% in the past week and hospitalizations 36%. Experts say people will get COVID but will stay out of the hospital. More than a dozen FBI agents raided an apartment in Washington, D.C. last week. In court documents allege that suspects pretended to be Department of Homeland Security employees and then paid for pricey apartments for Secret Service officials. Two men created a sophisticated scheme to integrate themselves with federal law enforcement. Court documents show that they bought guns and other items used by federal officials. One of the men took a picture of him in tactical gear and sent it to a Secret Service member, and another took a photo of himself with police equipment. They went so far as taking mock photos for Homeland Security to show that they went through specific training. The FBI said they falsely acted as federal agents 
to the point that they even gained access to the building's surveillance. They also had access to the First Lady and allegedly purchased a $2,000 assault rifle. The plot unraveled when a federal post inspector interviewed the two men on the potential witnesses on an unrelated crime the month previous. The suspect claimed they were special police. When their stories didn't match up, the FBI was called in. All Secret Service members that were involved are on administrative leave pending an investigation. The FBI says over $40,000 worth of rent was paid. The motive and endgame are still unclear. Getting into rapid news, while beds sold online by retailers including Amazon, Costco, and Wayfair are being recalled after one fell on to an elderly woman killing her. Nick, what do you got for Monday morning good news? Alright, so this story is just kind of amazing, to be honest. Um, there was a man, a father, who set a world record for running a half marathon in 2 hours and 19 minutes. But he didn't just run this ordinarily. He ran it while pushing his 4-year-old quintuplets in their stroller. Yeah, no, he, he literally did this. It was, in total, it was an extra 240 pounds that he was pushing along on this journey, and he succeeded. He got the race done in two hours and 19 minutes, and this isn't even the first world record that he has set. Back when his wife was pregnant, uh, he ran a full marathon um, in just over five hours, and then even ran another mile after that because he wanted to run a full 27.3 miles to kind of represent the amount of time that his wife had been pregnant at the time. And uh, so, yeah, he has set two world records, one of them pushing a stroller full of children. Uh, and at this point, he did say that he doesn't plan to go after any more world records, but who knows? He says anything is possible. That's an amazing good news story, and like you said, that's just simply amazing. I almost love the creativity of... I, have the creati I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but just the fact that he pushed the stroller during the half marathon and still got the world record for that, that's amazing. Like, <laughs> that is endurance, that is determination. That's just awesome. Yeah, determination. Yeah, it's just simply amazing. That is the end of this Monday morning news episode. Make sure you follow us on BBP News' Twitter account for the latest 24-hour breaking news so you are always in the know. Until Wednesday morning with an idiot in the news, have a great start to your week, everybody. Bye, guys.